Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Core podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. And uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, this is episode number six of the Kingdom Core podcast. We are uh, we are thankful that you guys keep coming back. And uh, today we have an awesome interview. We just finished up mm-hmm. with uh, Sean McCulloch, vocalist of Phineas. Yeah, it was a super awesome conversation. We went in depth about album lyrics and just talking about uh, his faith throughout covid and and just how this whole last couple of years has affected the band and where they're at now and uh yeah it was a super incredible conversation we really hope that it blesses you guys and uh yeah just stick around to the end because uh it's awesome that's when it gets good and with that we'll hop into our interview with sean from phineas fire and the fire itself i don't i keep wanting to say the fire inside i don't know why (laughs) because the afi is great yeah (laughs) so congratulations um how's it feel to have new music out there again uh it feels feels good feels weird also uh just with the state of everything it feels very different so um but i'm pumped like seems like people like it and uh that's really cool because i know we we worked really hard on it. You know, this process was obviously a lot different, but yeah. Do you want to take us through that a little bit? Like well, the, the whole change of doing this a through COVID, but also like maybe having not been in the studio for a long time. Like it seems like it was <laughs> such a long wait for this one. Yeah. So uh, let's see dark flag in 2017 towards the yeah. end there in November. Um, we toured hard. Uh, you know, and we had been for a long while. Um, got to 2019, did that last run with uh, Azalea dying. And then me and my family moved cross country from Iowa to California. And uh, oh, let's see, Dan joined Fit for a King. Bryce was, Bryce is, you know, Bryce is a road dog. So he was, he was out with either Fit <laughs> for a King or Silent Planet, either tour managing or just, you know, driving or doing, doing, <laughs> doing stuff like that. Like he's a, I don't know. He, he loves doing that stuff. So, um, I heard he's out with Creed right now. Is that true? <laughs> Where did you hear that from? I thought, didn't you say that on a, I heard you in an interview talk about that. I think, <laughs> or is that just completely a joke? Yo. So, okay. Here's, uh, I can't spill the beans, bro. I can't spill oh, the beans. Shoot. It was on the HM Black Sheep podcast. Oh, I right? know, I know, but oh man, those guys, those guys, they have a really funny process to like their thing, and uh, okay, basically, um, no, I mean Bryce isn't out with Creed. He's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was set up by them, and and uh, we kind of talked it over and came up with some ideas. But um, it, it's kind of interesting though that you ask that. Like I was. I told them, like, at some point, I'm going to get asked about that. <laughs> and I'm going to laugh my butt off, and uh, and that happened. So thank you for that. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> all of us dudes in the band are trolls. That's just how it is. Like, we troll each other nonstop, and, like, 
like one, uh, this it's partially payback as well because like it was for dark flag since that was when lee was leaving the band like it, it, lee left the band before dark flag came out right um right. but he wanted to make sure that he recorded his parts before and so he 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 left which now he's a full-time missionary in ukraine and him and i are oh, in a cool. fantasy football league together and he kicks my butt every time we play but uh um love that guy and miss him anyways so he he was on he he was headed out and bryce got asked the question well who's who's coming in on the on the drums who's going to record the drums for dark flag what are you guys going to do you know and bryce was like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. uh sean's going to record him <laughs> and just deadpan because like all of us can do that you know yeah it's like oh man anyways i it, that entire album cycle, which was twice as long as any of our other album cycles, I got asked that multiple times. Oh, man. Did you play drums on Dark Flag? <laughs> and if you know, okay, here's the thing is that he knows people who have been in like a music room or a jam sesh with me know that me playing drums is just the most asinine thing. It's just, <laughs> it's just that. I always, I've always wanted to play drums, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're sick, but I'm the worst drummer there. There's nobody worse at drums than me. So, um, (laughs) that, and that's why I said that. And that's why the joke happened. And like, it was funny because like people were like giving me props and I'm like, what are you talking? Oh my gosh. And like, there's like the part of me that wants to be like, no, that's not true. Like, you know, Tell anybody who ever says anything about that to you that that's not true. You heard it from, you know, the horse's mouth. But there's that other troll part of me that's just like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. You know? (laughs) And so, uh, that, yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, Bryce isn't out with Creed. Um, (laughs) As sick as that would be, and I would just be punishing him for backstage passes and would just fangirl over Scott Stapp. Actually, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Tremonti's out, right? Yeah, probably with the new yeah, album out. I think that was a really good album. It's, it's My, actually, it's stuff. funny that speaking of uh, like drumming and Tremonti and all this like combined is one of my youth students at my church, his dad, who's a drummer at our church every once in a while when we, I'll play bass and he's on drums and he's just like, dude, you have to listen to Tremonti. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, definitely some good stuff. Word. Word. That's cool. I, I heard, I, I think I heard two songs from it and I was like, you know, I, you know, the, the, the rock element of it isn't really for me, but the dude mm-hmm. shreds. And I really, I, yeah, like any, any rock stuff like that, like it has to be like a really nostalgic like band or like, it has Mm. to be dated in my mind. Right. Like anything that comes Mm. out now, I'm just like, eh, you know, and, and it's, (laughs) and it's not because the music's not good. The music's great. Music's better than it was 20 years ago. It's just that, you know, we all like things that are familiar to us. So Mm. that's true. So um, going back to what you were saying before, um, so did you guys start tracking for the fire inside? Why do I keep saying that? The fire, (laughs) I'm so sorry. The fire itself. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, did you guys start tracking for the fire itself uh, before COVID, or did that album like were you guys planning on releasing that in or recording it in 2020, releasing it then? And then the pandemic happened, so it delayed it. What was like your guys' plan with uh, this record? I'm sorry, I've had like eight Lacroix today. I'm just <laughs> burping so much. Oh my gosh! And also, I I'm gonna answer your question. I swear, just come along for the ride, okay? Yeah. Okay. So okay. I just got off of doing Whole Thirty. Oh yeah, and has no dairy, no no grain, and no sugar. Basically, no happiness. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it is very limiting. But I did it. And so did my wife. We did it together. It was, but it was very hard, right? Mm -hmm. So I got off work today. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to treat myself because I just did Whole30. I went and I got a queso loaded nacho from Del Taco. Please sponsor oh. me. And uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> and... Uh, and and I've drank like so many LaCroix since, and I'm just burping up gloriousness. Oh. It's made me hungry all over again for these nachos. <laughs> so anyways, obviously I needed to go on Whole30 if I'm like that crazy about Del Taco. But um, I mean, who doesn't love Del Taco, right? That, that, that's my spot. That's my spot. The best fast food fries. It's Hands down. So it's funny you mentioned Del Taco. I remember – you're not going to remember this. Um, I saw you guys back in 2017 when you guys played Chain Reaction with Era. And I came up to you after the set, and I was chatting with you, and I was like, dude, that was amazing. Um, how are you doing? And you're like, dude, I had Del Taco two hours ago, and I almost threw up every song. <laughs> <laughs> and I still remember that to this day. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to bring that up. But you brought up Del Taco so naturally. <laughs> hey, man, it's a thing, dude. That that place is – that's dude, that's my spot. I, I love it. And 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 despite, you know, what whatever lies get spread about Del Taco, like they do actually have some like healthy options there. So like whenever you're on the road and you come closer to the West Coast and you get Del Taco, it's a treat, man, to get just a grilled chicken taco. All right. Mm. And and oh, dude, it's it's I love that place. Anyways, I but but that sounds like that sounds like me. Like we got, we got, we got to California. We got to Anaheim, and one of the first things that our band decided to do was to get Del Taco. <laughs> That's awesome, though. Um, well, shoot, man. As for your initial question, I'm, I'm, ha I'm so stoked on all of these rabbit trails. By the way, that's like how every conversation. Oh, I love it. I take yeah. part in. Like, I, I just, it's hard for me to like. It's not. It's not hard to stay focused. Like I remember what you asked. You know, like I'm. I'm mm -hmm. We're gonna 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 get there. But like, there's something about like stories and rabbit trails and like telling telling random backstories. And oh my gosh, like the backstory of you asking me that and me having that <laughs> makes me very happy. <laughs> okay, so I can't remember what came first. I think we had just gotten off tour with Is That Asley Dying Run, and Dan had tracked a couple of ideas. I know that the song, The Fire Itself, like the main riff, I think he had initially wanted it to be a fit song or something like that. Oh, oh really? 
and then it like changed course. You know, I can't, re- I can't, I can't remember. And I, I'm, it's, you know, we're we're going back two years at this point, and uh, um, I, I just remember the, like the definitive, like, okay, we're doing this moment was um, maybe like two months into the pandemic, like March or April of 2020, and Dan sent me a full idea for the fire itself, the song, um, and said, Hey, you know, just finished, finished this song. Wanted to get your thoughts. Um, if you have any ideas, you know, start tracking and sending them over and, uh, let's, let's write something and let's make use of this time. Cause it, you know, this thing seems like it's going to be around for a while, you know? And so, uh, that was kind of like the definitive, definitive moment of being like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, we were, uh, I was stoked. Anyways, um, I, I will say this though, our process didn't really change. It just got spread out over more time. The past two albums prior to the fire itself, um, I would fly out to Dan, uh, at one point, it was when he was still in Atlanta, and that was for Till the End. And I remember okay. we tracked uh, Tetzelestai and Seven. Okay. And, and those are probably, like, some of the more involved songs on that album, where it's, like, all over the place dynamically. Then for Dark Flag, I think I, I flew out either once or twice. And I remember us, you know, just nailing down some songs. We did close to a song a day. And that would have been Break the Earth, Hell Below, um, Burning Bright. And uh, so many good songs. (laughs) I I didn't really have the capability of tracking some of my ideas, you know, like I had means to it, but not, not like I do now. I mean, I don't have like this cool setup or anything. It's still like a, it's, it's a demo setup, you know, but it's, but it's all I need. Um, Right. But songs like Burning Bright, where it's really weird. Like I needed to, we needed to be in the same room. Oh yeah, for sure. Because there's a rhythm section underneath it that doesn't happen unless Dan's in the room. Like he's so good at that. So for the fire itself, when it came down to it, like I... I live in Fullerton right now. Um, he is based out of Rancho. So that's oh, like, okay. it's like 30 minutes away, you know? Yeah, that's um, not far. <laughs> so every Friday, we kind of combined our COVID bubbles. I would drive out there and we'd stay up until like four or five in the morning and just be tracking guitars. And when we're tracking guitars, like that's like the guitars for the album, tracking guitars. And mm-hmm. so we're right, we're writing as we do it. Um, and you know, there's drums that, that get laid down as well. And bass that gets laid down as well. And, uh, and you track the drums, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, uh, he thought I was serious. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> oh man. No, I did. I like here. I'll show you some pictures. I have them in my phone. I'm just playing, but like that, that was awesome. How far will the troll go? <laughs> oh, right, right. No, I, yeah, that's yeah. good. No, uh, Dan has a really awesome setup, 
And as an engineer, he's just insane. He's mm-hmm. so good at what he does. Um, so yeah, that, that happened, you know, there were some weeks off here and there, but, uh, you know, a four hour chunk here or there. And, uh, yeah, um, there were some songs, you know, there were some songs that I demoed out and had sent over, um, and he did his thing with them and they turned out awesome. Um, and then we kind of come back after the fact and kind of go over them and see how we can play with it to maybe trim the fat or, you know, take the song not in a different direction or anything, but like add a slight change or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I think this transition would flow better if it wasn't X going on, you know, and it was just this or we got done with guitars. We Dan's really good at budgeting time and setting uh, you know, the complete, complete producer mindset. And he's incredible at it, you know, setting a, uh, a timeline and saying we should be here at this point in time so we can be here, you know? I mean, it, it, it all ended up working out pretty much as soon as uh, we were done with guitars. Isaiah was slated to go in at Glow in the Dark Studios to, to track his drums. So as soon as Isaiah was out, then I had to go in there and, you know, give myself migraines for eight hours a day for four Did it feel days. weird stepping back into that vocal booth after four years? I mean, yeah, it, yeah, it's weird. Um, it's kind of a mind game. Uh, at least for, at least for what I do, I, I would imagine like other, other vocalists who sing and scream, like they go through the same thing where like, there'll be one of those, one of those two that's doing really well that day. And then the other one is just like, it, yeah. it's, it's tough to like try and find a balance and to, especially after such a long time. Right. Like, right. Um, there's one song on the album where I felt like I had my, my, I had my dark flag scream and my till the end scream, you know, and, uh, the rest what of song them was are not, uh, the fire itself. Okay. Like that's, that's the one that I had literally years spent working on that. And like I discovered it at till the end when we were tracking forever West. Cause that was the second song we tracked for that album. Um, and you don't hear it on dead choir because that was the first song. Mm. Okay. But yeah, like I, dude, I had spent years just like, okay, how can I hone this? How can I get better at this? Blah, blah, blah. blah. Cause I felt for a long time, like I was doing, I was doing that live and then I would get into the studio and it would be completely different. Um, yeah. And, uh, it was really frustrating to me. Like there's songs on the last word is yours to speak where I feel like my vocals sound so bad that I hate it. And I never want to hear that CD again. Like it's, it's weird, but like, <laughs> Um, I think that's Chris's favorite Phineas record. <laughs> I, one I mean, of them. It, it's it's just one of those things, like where if you do something and you know that, like simultaneously on the road, you're doing something that you feel is way better. You're going to be mm-hmm. dissatisfied with that other thing, you know. That's fair. And it's it's not an. I, I love the songs. I wish I could have performed them better. And that's, that's how I'm always going to feel, you know? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I 
how did you feel with like with the fire itself? Because I was listening to it yesterday, and I noticed, and I I noticed it like upon early listening. I thought you sounded different than even Dark Flag. Like it, it had a a different tone in your voice, at least for most of the songs. Maybe not all of them, but. I don't know if that was just like a production thing or Are you talking about the screams or the sings? Screams. It's it's because it is different. Yeah. It's because it is different. It that's like going back to like the first two records and how I sounded there. Now granted, mm-hmm. I feel like I had a lot better performances on The Fire itself and I feel like the way we tracked it was a lot smarter mm-hmm. and I also feel like the choices of when to do certain screams and when not to do them also, it also matters to, to make it yeah. sound good. Like to where now when I hear like the fire itself or sorry, not that song, but like eternally apart, um, I hear it and it sounds as aggressive as I want it to be. It might not be the, like my, my favorite scream tone that I've ever like recorded, but I like the way it turned out. You know, but then you listen to the fire itself and it it, it sounds like a different technique. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you go back and listen to it, to me, in in my head, I hear it every time. It's it's the the mids, the mids, which, you know, that's my bread and butter. Right. That's in that (laughs) song that for a lot of the the rest of the record, I just couldn't find again. Mm. Like that, that was the first song we recorded. And then after that, it was just struggling. So, it, it, but it, it's it's a mind game though. It's a mind game, and it's like there's parts of it that feel like a a puzzle while you're in the vocal booth, you know. And that that was completely the same as all of the rest of the albums. There has not there, it's it's never smooth. Like we got it done when we wanted to get it done. So in that sense, like time wise, we did it, you know. But like. That however many hours that is is just always so stressful, man. Mm-hmm. It's always so stressful. So the fire itself, I there, I remembered the name. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the fire itself. Uh, it's a pretty uh, deeply personal record. I feel like in the past you've written more about I I don't know circumstances going on around you. Um, sometimes personal, but um, I know that this record uh, you talked a lot about your struggles that you went through, a lot about. Um, I don't know, things you discovered about yourself during, uh, during the quarantine, during the pandemic. Uh, could you talk a little bit about just the lyrical things and what sort of inspirations you had for the lyrics? Yeah, um, so I think everybody had a rough year, you know? Everybody had a rough 2020. Thank God we're pretty much like, I mean, 2020's over, right? Right. 2021's almost over. <laughs> There's still that lingering effect, like going into 2021. If you brought problems in to that year with you, they were just like exacerbated and just like blown into full blown issues um, by that year. And just like the the type of stress and like, it's pretty incredible what um, breaking routine and normalcy in every way, like it's pretty incredible how much that disrupts like mental health and just everything, like everything's new and terrifying. So, um, but yeah, that like went into 2020, um, 
me and my family were struggling and uh it was not is not an easy time at all um had uh had some had some really tough go- stuff going on you know so yeah sorry oh no problem dude you're good ben you know whether it's anxiety or depression like you know that that stuff will that stuff will get to you and then you you got the isolation and you know everybody staying as far away as possible it's it's really easy to feel alone and i'm sure i'm not alone in that you know mm-hmm. um and so like i said breaking the routine things being taken like pe- people had people had loved loved ones pass away people had their livelihoods taken you know it's just everybody's in shambles and if mm-hmm. you have any type of like mental struggles going on during that you know it's it's just gonna punch you right in the throat so um yeah uh in the midst of that you know started going to started going to counseling um and therapy and uh you know me and my wife as well started going to marital counseling and um you know things were very hard things were very hard and you know, everybody got put in positions that they didn't want to be put in. And so, uh, yeah, man, it, I tried to be as transparent in the lyrics as possible while still trying to make it as relatable as possible. Because like, I knew in that, like, I, like, I know in that, that, look, I know that my struggles are worthy of being addressed but i also know that other people are you know going through a lot as well and i know there's a lot of people like i said who lost loved ones had their livelihood taken away families torn apart and there's a lot of people who had it worse than i did and so i you know there was there was talks of like i mean should we even release this you know blah blah blah. we had heard some bands were like putting off their release because of the pandemic because you can't tour on it and all this stuff and i you know all of us are just like no we gotta we gotta release this no matter what you know hopefully it'll you know hit somebody and that it would impact them in a positive way you know yeah. if it's not for any like positive things said in the album or cool riffs or whatever just just for the fact that just that they would know that you know they're not alone in what they're going through you know everybody's have have having having a rough time so yeah i think the the song uh the storm in me is definitely one that uh just hearing it now i can definitely picture that being one of those songs that really really can impact somebody um, going through a tough time and dealing with mental health, like anxiety and depression and, you know, just realizing like, like in the, the course like, we don't have the strength sometimes like on our own to deal with that. And, uh, in our cases, Christians leaning on, leaning on God to, to really push us through that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's 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 at the heart of that song. It's it's a it's like a I try I tried to write it in like a hymn format, you know, mm-hmm. with the the pull me out of the water type thing, and uh, you know, but you know, from a broken place, you know. So 
Dude, thank you for uh, thank you for sharing. That's uh, yes, <laughs> that's uh, that's very good stuff. Very deep stuff. Very heavy. Um, go in a little lighter direction. Let's talk. Um, let's talk about what is your favorite track on the album. Uh, what what song means the most to you? What was the most fun to record? And then on the flip side, what was the toughest song for you to record? Okay, so I'm going to start with that second one first, if that's okay. Yeah, go for it. Dream Thief was the hardest. Oh, okay. Dream Thief 100% was the hardest. Uh, Are you asking vocally or? Just in for you or for the band? (laughs) Whatever that answer is to you. Um, I would definitely say Dream Thief. I remember, I think that was the second or third song that we tracked. And uh, at that point, I had pretty much like lost my voice and, you know, Mm. Like at this point, I was like wondering if we were. I, I wrote wrote a lot of those lyrics at a point in my at a point in the past couple of years where I was like, "Man, are we ever gonna like like is this is this just how things are gonna be?" And all this was just like wasted, and you know, like it's a very 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 uh, not uplifting song, you know, um, save for like the last two sentences of it. And so um, while my voice is giving out, screaming as hard as I can, because that's the only way I can get a decent noise to come out of my mouth, you know, screaming, you know, who are you when your dream is dead? It felt very relevant as I was screaming it. And there's pain here, pain, you know, yeah, it was painful. It was painful. And that one was a, a painful to write, a painful one to write. So um, there's that one. My favorite would probably be Eternally Apart just because of to me it's a very fun song and that it's all over the map you know mm-hmm. it's it's melodic it's got some of the heaviest parts on the record on it there there's only two there's only two breakdowns but like i feel like we made them count you know what i mean oh, and yeah. uh yeah like doing that type of stuff and like not really being boxed in by the all right, we got to get in, get out two minute, 30 second banger type of type of thing. Like, you know, being able to do something more than that and have it all like, have it feel like the same thing, you know, um, that was, was a lot of fun for us. So. Yeah. Actually, I just realized it's a over five minute long track. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's got that like minute and a half intro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which we we haven't done that, you know, and, and it's like mm. it's not it's not like nobody's ever done that before. Like, no, of course, people do that all the time. Right. But we hadn't. And so we right. had fun doing it, you know, and we feel like it was appropriate for the song. Um, Dan and I wanted it from the beginning to be the album opener. I've been asked, you know, as well, like, well, I feel like in the night would have been a good opener, too. And I'm like, you have a point. Bryce and Isaiah both wanted that as the first song on the album. And the only way that we could like get them to go along with, with Dan and I's like vision for it was how about this eternally apart is the first song on the album, but in the night is the first single that we'll release. Ah, okay. And so we kind of came to that compromise Talking about eternally apart, could you go into the lyrics and the inspiration behind uh, behind that track? Yeah, so that's like uh, it's an interesting. Uh, hold on, let me let me think of how to approach this. I have to tell you guys this. I did this interview with these 
amazing people and bless their hearts. They asked me some like really, really heavy questions. And like, I wanted to be like completely honest with them and everything. But as you, when you asked me like that deep question, right, how many pauses did I take? You're probably just sitting there like, where's this, where's this guy going? No, like, no. What, like what is he doing dude and so, but like I, the same way but i but i watched <laughs> yeah. the interview and i was just like sean you've literally said nothing for the past 20 <laughs> seconds <laughs> and oh, man. and then like they would start to ask a different question and as soon as they started talking that's when i looked up and started answering their question that they had just that they had asked like five minutes ago and it's like, <laughs> I did that over and over again. And I wasn't aware of it. So please, yeah, oh, get man. rid of the pauses. That's <laughs> no all good. I, like, I mean, it, it just, it comes across as more thoughtful to me. <laughs> At least that's how I, I see it. <laughs> Do you really but, think there's a lot going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't. When, I have the opposite issue. There's nothing going on. <laughs> so when, when I'm doing like my reaction videos for my channel and stuff, like sometimes when I'm, trying to figure out something to say after the fact i'm like there's literally just footage of me for two minutes not saying anything i'm like okay trim this whole thing out and then it like people think i'm probably just like i'm like i, I can't think like that <laughs> now for for me it's like like i i watching it i could just see the gears in my brain go <laughs> like, it was uh so bad Anyways, um, edit it however you want it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, shoot, you were eternally apart in the lyrics. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I find it interesting that with all of the ways for us to stay interconnected, right, that we are growing further and further apart as a community, as human beings, as families, as whatever, right? Now, how old are you guys? 27. I'm about to turn 25. Okay. So when did you get your first cell phone? Gosh, I think I was 13. I was grade. 16, I think. Okay. Seven, no, 17. 17. So you guys are, I mean, you guys, you guys are millennials. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean. We we know what it's like with no internet. Yes. Yeah. We, that's, I remember that's when my dad had to plug his laptop into the landline to get internet. I remember that. <laughs> Dude, that's what that's that's exactly it. That's it. That's what I'm getting at. And I, I talked I talked about this with a buddy of mine the other day that it's it's crazy. It's crazy. We have just enough memory, you know, to to remember the world as it was before mm -hmm. all of this and how it was so much easier to be content and mm -hmm. to not be, be because there's like this emptiness inside us when we see all of these possibilities in front of us, right? Because it's just like, which way do I go? Like, what do I do? Like, how do I, blah, blah, blah. And, and, you know, these things that are meant to like connect us and like, they're amazing things, right? But like, you know, techno technologically, like, holy crap, man. Like, this is crazy. Like, there's insane <laughs> stuff coming out every day, right? Like, with, with streaming, with everything, like, it's mind boggling. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know, when you think about it, it's crazy. Um, but like, it's become so like mundane and like take it for granted. And there's now, now I can direct my attention at whatever, like weird YouTube video that I want to watch, like compilation of 
dogs peeing on things or like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but, but it's, it's, but the, it, because of like the endless possibilities, it like kind of creates this like vacuum in a way mm-hmm. where like nothing it's real, but it's not real. It's, it, it just, to me, I see it in everything and I see it in, in relationships with people and I see it with, um, and I, and I'm not saying that I'm like, I'm above this, like, dude, I, I go on rabbit holes and find myself, dude, I, I don't even have a garage. And I watched a video of this guy, like, uh, remodeling his garage for 25 minutes on YouTube. Every night. <laughs> like, like I do that. Like I'm, I'm part of it now, you know, like I'm in the matrix. Yeah. Okay. It's real. But like, it's just crazy because I, I remember before that and like how how different things were, you know, and now um, and maybe it's because I remember that maybe that's part of why I kind of struggle with it now. I don't know. I don't know. And, mm-hmm. and by it, I mean, like this idea of like intimacy and like this being open and. I don't mean like putting things out there on the internet or whatever, but like, or like putting on a face or whatever, because everybody has like a internet image. Right. Um, but yeah, it, so there's that, there, there's the, the chaos of like the, (laughs) the completely polarized state of like everything that's going on. Right. Where at least for me, man, like I don't want any part of it. Like there's just nonstop, like just this barrage of crap, man. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's another thing that's pulling us away from people. Right. Like <laughs> this is a lot of stuff for one song, but this is where my head was at. There's, there's also the idea floating around that like, at least in my head, like, knowing people and trusting people like like i can't actually like walk in your shoes you know what i mean and you can't actually like walk in mine like i can try and try my best to communicate like what i'm going through but at the end of the Mm. day like i'm not you you're not me like and, and 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 that that's that's the beauty of like music though right is that it's like this common thread right like we may be completely different like in every other aspect of our lives, but we can sit here and we can nerd out about silent planet or we can nerd out about, you know, freaking Norma Jean or whatever, like, right. Um, anyways. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I was wondering, cause he was like giving me the dead eyes for a while there. Oh, and she froze <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was, he was like, and I was like, either he is like, zoned out or he disconnected yeah he must have just timed to oh he says dude i just had a one second power outage <laughs> bro hey he's trying to get back in here he yeah well, he's- now that sean's gone uh we, you can change your name from sean two to sean <laughs> <laughs> but for real he was just like <laughs> I was like, I was, I was like, either, either he is like not paying attention to what I'm saying at all, or he's disconnected. I'm sure he is. And I can't tell. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. While we're waiting, I thought I would say um, this might be a a weird thing or it's like a huge compliment. You might like it, but <laughs> you guys are like my wife's favorite band, like metal band. That's awesome. Uh, for a while, just before we got married. And uh, when I would go and drive to see her, we'd be driving around town and we listened. I showed, showed her Dark Flag and she was like, every single song's like, oh, that's so good. Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, even now she's, I think she probably would want me to say hi because she's actually gone right now. Ward, <laughs> well, we say hi back. That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yo, Sean. Yo, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Did, I, I don't know if you guys saw that, like, but I live in a really like sketchy apartment, and um, so it looks so nice every time I see it. Though. Okay, it's like a nice. So like the inside is nice, but like the outside is like I'm right next to the four. I literally have the four hundred five freeway like three hundred feet away from my bed. Like, <laughs> it's you're in Fountain Valley, yeah. Yeah, I'm in Fountain Valley. Okay, yeah, yeah, dude. No, they, uh, I think I told you, uh, we have power outages at our, at our shop, like all the time. Oh yeah. It just literally everything went off for like half a second. And then it just, this just happened <laughs> and I couldn't get my Wi-Fi back up and I'm like, no. <laughs> so you said you wanted to talk about thorns. Yeah. I mean, as, as another song, like, so we're talking about eternally apart, but, um, thorns was the other one that was it just really stuck out to me and I'd definitely be interested in hearing more about the the thought process behind the lyrics on that one. Okay. So would, would you guys say that there's a little bit of a throwback sound to the fire itself? Oh yeah. 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 I remember at one point, I forget where I saw it. I think Isaiah may have commented on a, I posted about Phineas on kingdom core and I think Isaiah commented and said, if you loved, oh yeah, it was for the 10th anniversary of the God Machine. And I think Isaiah commented and said, if you loved this album, you're going to love the new album. Word. That was something we wanted to get back to, man. Cause like everybody's, and this isn't a knock to the bands doing it. It's just, it's not, I, I don't feel like we were right to try and go down that lane of like going the modern route. Cause mm. it's, like it's fun, like it's cool stuff, and I listen to a lot of it. <laughs> like I like it, but you know, um, at heart we're we're you know we're metalcore kids. You know, we we dig the the haste of days, the Azalea dyings, the unearths, the darkest hours, all of those guys. You know, like that's that's who we listen to. That's like we still jam them whenever we're all together, like all the time. Um, and so, I don't know. Uh, with Thorns, wanted to write something, something different, and 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 it's weird how it came about because I don't think I was trying to like emulate Thorns, or sorry, emulate Crowns, um, but it kind of ended up being that way. And then I was like, you know what? It'd be cool to kind of do like a what you know, it'd be cool to just go full, fully towards that. Like, let's make this. A, a sequel to crowns like that makes perfect sense and with the riff that i had it was a, it was in six eight anyways so it's gonna sound it's gonna sound like a completely different feel 
you know, but it's mm-hmm. structured somewhat similar, you know? And mm-hmm. so we kind of just ran with that. Like as soon as I wrote that riff, like I remember texting Dan and being like, dude, I have this, I, I have this riff. I want it to be a sequel to crowns and we're going to call it thorns. And he was like, bad a let's do it. And, <laughs> uh, and so it just kind of went from there. Um, and then, uh, when it came down to lyrics, I'm like, not no pun intended, riffing off of crowns, you know, with the lyrics. And I'm like, you know what? I'm struggling with this right now because of everything that's going on, everything that I've been through in the past handful of years. Like, you know, it, and it's and it's me grappling with uh, with the lyrics to crowns and like from from the perspective, it, it's like the flip sort, the flip sort, the flip side. Of, of crowns where now instead of you know kings of earth bow down it's you know i was a king of earth but not a king anymore you know and uh like grappling with that and like feeling feeling that i had fallen so low you know i'm not i'm not saying that i ever thought of myself as a king of earth it's just riffing off of the, the lyrics from crowns but right so yeah and it's just me grappling with that and in order to trust somebody you have to put yourself at quite a big risk of there being pain that comes with it man (laughs) that's so heavy you just (laughs) we keep on asking you questions and they just keep going deeper and deeper (laughs) and it's hard for me because because i i just love listening to this so it's hard for me to 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 put myself back in the interview or into this conversation and be ready to ask another question because I'm just that, sitting here pondering what you're saying and that's where this was from. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's awesome, Chris. You got to send me a screenshot of that whenever that happened. Oh oh, in the moment, yeah, sure. <laughs> whenever you look at the footage, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> this is completely random off topic the bob ross ad yes how how did that come about that uh, <laughs> it's just so random but great dude um i don't know who came up with the idea but uh my buddies marcos and gene that i freaking love those dudes um good friends of mine uh we were just hanging out just talking about the album they would come and visit dan and i as we were tracking vocals and gene would you know take video and and like gene and i's relationship is is like we'll constantly throw shade you know but it's it's just we're always trying to like crack jokes or just Mm -hmm. just have fun with things and he's insanely talented at what he does um but uh but yeah so it, we were talking at one point and like i can't remember what it was he he might have seen the artwork cuz whenever whenever i got done with it like you know i'm going to show him like he he's a graphic designer as well and uh um you know they're both artists both music, musicians both those guys are great and so um you know wanted to be like yo do you think this would work type of thing and he it might have been him who came up with the idea and then uh, I just remember looking up on Amazon, like, how, all right, how much is this getup going to cost me? <laughs> <laughs> like an Afro wig. And... Bro, it cost me $20. Yeah. 
Oh, it's worth. It's completely worth it. Like, uh, and now you have a Halloween costume. I literally wore that. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. Oh, that's amazing! Like, I already, ha- I already had the shirt. I just had to, you know, take the buttons down a little bit, show off some chest hair, you know, and then uh, get out my palette and my paints. Had some extra canvases. Like, sure, why not? And then. Uh, with you know every single idea that came after that we were just like how can we make this the most over top over the top thing that we possibly could yeah those are such fun videos to make dude it <laughs> was it was a lot of fun off. it was a lot of fun and and there was there wasn't anything really scripted about it i mean like i tried to stay true to like bob ross because i actually think that he's amazing but oh, uh yeah. like other than that, like with listing off the colors, like it's just it is a collaboration. You missed one. What? <laughs> what? August burns red. <laughs> no, I know, but you know, hey, hey, you know, it's you know, it's, 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 it's a Phineas video, you know. Yeah. No, if, they, if, if they if they want to do a you know a Bob Ross video and be like, this is August burns red, then yeah, they could do that. <laughs> You know, I, I, to be honest, we didn't even think about it. While we're wrapping up here, I know, I guess I'm jumping into another sort of deep question, but I just wanted to ask, um, faith is something that's very important to you. Um, you identify as a Christian, you, uh, you're an example to, uh, to, to fans of the Christian metal scene. Uh, Phineas is definitely, uh, one of the top bands in, in this scene collectively. And so I just wanted to ask, um, what sort of faith themes are on this record for those listening to this record who are Christians or who are struggling in their faith? Uh, what can they get out of this record on a spiritual level? Man, as far as like struggling with faith, like there's a lot of that in the album, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, look, man, I'm, I'll be real with you. Like that's been, that's been a, that's been a thing the past couple of years because it, and just with that, like, I'll, I'll say this, man, there shouldn't be any shame and there shouldn't be any guilt because I know from a very young age, I was made to feel guilty if I thought a different idea or if I explored an alternative type of thing. Like, and that's, that's why we're in this genre right now, you know, like, that's why we're, because like the regular stuff that, that it just doesn't, it doesn't hit us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like I was made, you know, I was made to feel shameful, like about tattoos, things like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know what? I think the same applies to like when you're, when you're struggling and having a hard time and you're like, does God really care about me? Even to the point of being like, you know, okay. Hey, if you're real, if you're a real man, like I'd really appreciate something right now, you know? And I don't think that there should be shame in admitting that. And I don't think that there should be guilt in admitting that. Not at all. You know, as Christians, we shouldn't, we shouldn't make somebody to feel that way. And whether that be like encouraging somebody or that, yo, you're not alone in this. Like if you have a problem with the American church, like there's a place for you here, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you have a problem with, you know, a or B political, whatever, and you just want to step out of it, you know what? There's a place for you here. I don't know, man. Like, that, this album's a struggle, man. 
and this album's about finding finding out who I am. And I'm not I'm not trying to like take attention away from God or anything like that, but I I do need to be truthful that this album is about me trying to find myself and who I actually am and in mm-hmm. and who I am in a functional way. Like I know with God I'm secure. Amen. Does that make sense? Like, but who I am on earth and who I am as a father and as a husband, I really need to do some work on. And so for me, spirituality wise, there's some stuff going on for sure, right? There's mm-hmm. struggling with faith, the the entire verse sections of in the night, right? You're not meant to fold. You are forced to be bold in the path you seek. You know, um, there's just there's some encouraging stuff in there. But I think for 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 me and what I was trying to do in this album was really try to practically on a day to day level just get through the day. And mm-hmm. how do I navigate this as a father and as a husband? And yes, also as a Christian. But like, there's a certain point where I had heard, and I hope nobody takes offense to this. Um, I had heard, you know, I'll just give it to God. Okay. I had heard it enough. Okay. I'm not saying that God can't do any, you know, God can't do anything that he wants to do. He absolutely can. But at, at, at the same time, like I need to know just for myself, how I can get through the day. Does that make any sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think a lot of listeners are also going to resonate with that sentiment as well. Yeah, it's sure. it's a it's it's a weird line to walk because, like, look, I believe Jesus is who He says He is, but I also have struggles that I need to figure out. You know that that there are certain things that where the church isn't that it's just not offering me. So, hey, bud, how you doing? <laughs> hey, come here. Say, hi. 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 <laughs> hi. Hey, hey, show him Lala. Show him Lala. You want to show him Lala? Lala trick. Lala trick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bud. Well, cool. Sweet. Well, dude, thank you so much um, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Uh, we know you're a busy man. You got a family to take care of and love lead and so we really appreciate it well thanks for thanks for taking time and thanks for inviting me i'm glad this finally worked out yeah definitely absolutely so good heck yeah hey all right sweet god bless man appreciate it god bless you guys yeah. have a wonderful nice evening you did all right later Peace. thank you guys for watching this episode of the kingdom core podcast it was so awesome to have you here the whole way I just want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters, uh, Jonathan Lehman. Patreon patrons. (laughs) Patreon patrons. (laughs) I can't even say it right. (laughs) But uh, special shout out to Jonathan Lehman and Peter from Christian Metal Source. You guys are awesome. Thank you for uh, your giving, as well as our other patrons. (laughs) I can can speak right. Thank you. Um, It is absolutely amazing that you guys back us financially and help support the podcast. Uh, Hopefully we'll keep getting better and better as we go along. 
And real quick, right before we sign off, uh, if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a five-star review. Uh, leave, type up a review if you want. It really, uh, it really impacts the show. It gets it out to more people, puts it out on the Apple Podcast charts and just all that good stuff. So we really appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, so some of those reviews are actually amazing to read. So like, if yes, you guys read definitely. Review, we read it. It's awesome. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening and or watching. We will see you next time.